We're back. Happy Friday. We can say Friday. Because can we say Friday? They're not going to hear it on Friday, <laughs> but it's Friday for but us. But it is Friday. <laughs> we are back. So Cassandra and Ebony are back with our second podcast. And last time we talked to you, we had a whole name, a whole different name. We did. <laughs> and we've gone in a completely new direction. Yes. So we were um, kind of toiling with what to call a podcast. And we landed on Pretty Good Girls. Which I love. Yeah. Uh, I remember when you sent it to me asking my thoughts and we talked about it later on and we both shared the same idea that it's like a total play on words. Yeah. So depending on how you read it or depending on the punctuation, it can have so many different meanings, mm -hmm. which I love. So. Yes. So here we are. So today we could be pretty good girls or we could be pretty good girls, but... We or are we can be pretty good girls. Yeah, I like it. I really <laughs> like it. So that's who we are, the Pretty Good Girls podcast. Um, so we want to start off this week and talk about our recap of the last actually couple weeks. We haven't recorded in a few weeks. So yeah, it has been a couple of weeks. Been a bunch of stuff going on. What have you been up to the last couple of weeks? Man, so these last two weeks have definitely been all about family. I went to go visit my mom and my two sisters in the DMV. Um, a couple of weeks ago, and then literally two days after getting home, my sister flew down with her youngest daughter, London, and I had to host for the rest of last week. Nice. So I'm definitely tired. I love my family, but there's a reason why I don't live near them. <laughs> so, you know, it's always good to like visit and spend quality time with them but I was definitely ready to have like my apartment back to myself yeah it's hard when you've when you've been away from family for so long to like be inundated with family it is it's really hard yeah my older sister has always either lived close to family or close to home and it, it's kind of the opposite for us so for her it's like the chaos of being around family all the time is normal yeah. And so for me, it's like, how do you do this all the time? Yes. You want to like tear your hair out sometimes. Yes. It's like, I, I love it. you so much for holding everybody together, but <laughs> I don't know how you do this. I get it. It's just, I mean, it's not even like huge drama sometimes. It's just like making sure everybody has what they need mm -hmm. or, you know, checking in on a family mm -hmm. member or whatever. It's just, it can be heavy. It's just having somebody in your space. Mm -hmm. And when you're, especially when you're someone used to like the solitude or the peace and quiet, just having somebody like constantly there. Mm-hmm can be hard right. so that was my past couple of weeks what about you so I also was in DC I was in DC recently for my niece's wedding she uh, just got married to shout out to my niece Delana and her new husband Kevin yay, yay. so they just got married um, so that was very sweet um, we got to spend some time with family up there my son got to be with his dad's side of the family and then my side of the family that weekend so that was really cool um, I also saw a movie. One of my girlfriends came up from Miami and we went to go see this movie, the Joker movie. And what's your verdict? I absolutely hated it. No, you're I the first it. person. You're the first person that I have heard utter those words. I, hate, I hated it. I, I just, well, first of all, the content of the movie, I'm just not the demographic for that kind of stuff. I don't like dark things. I don't like uh creepy things i don't i mean it was full of mental illness and abuse and 
neglect from the system. Like I just, it, it, that's what, and people are like, oh, he played such a phenomenal role, but I'm like, it was dark and it was depressing and it was violent. No. So the, so this Joker, um, it's my understanding. It's about like the, his backstory, mm-hmm. like from when he's. Like how he became the Joker. Really, like morphed into Mm -hmm. this villain, the Joker. Right. Oh, I hated it. And if I was alone, if I was alone in that movie theater, there literally were times in the movie where I had to just like divert my eyes to the wall. No, you're kidding. Mm -hmm. If I was alone, I would have absolutely left. See, I want to. I want to see it. I do. I want to see it. But I'm more. I like dark. Like, I don't want to say I like dark. topics but i like those kind of realistic more no no it was too dark for me really Mm-mm. so how did you you left feeling how like i would never do this again no new no. and i don't know i just it just doesn't put you in and then like it's at the late like last thing of the night like i gotta go to bed with that kind of shit on my brain no i i hated that no that no sucks. no joker <laughs> but the other one thing I did this week was um, I went to, so a friend of mine and I um, started, had this idea of starting this uh, meeting, like a thing called Brave Space. You're always starting something. I know. <laughs> I, I, and you know, I also, feel, I had this whole moment earlier in the summer where I was like, I don't feel like this world deserves my gifts. Oh, I remember that remember post. That? I do. I just get so depressed sometimes with the way things are. I'm like, these people don't serve me. I'm just way too good for like to put my energy out here and have to kind of receive some of the bullshit that I go through. Um, but anyway, so she and I started talking about how conversations about things start online and they're kind of one sided. Right. I think I saw someone okay. post about a local school here in Tampa Chick-fil-A had offered them like a meal or something like that because of Uh something that they did well. Yep. And they posted, well, my kids or the, you know, the students rejected that and they didn't want that Chick-fil-A meal. And I'm so proud of those kids. And it just, why did they reject it? Because Chick-fil-A has beliefs, uh, very religious beliefs and stances against, um, LGBT community. Okay. Okay. I think I do remember seeing, seeing this article too so in solidarity for the lgbt community this teacher and the kids like rejected this particular lunch or whatever and then the parents were so proud of it and the problem for me with these kinds of things is like it just becomes very narrow where do you draw the line right you know do you sustainably source everything in your home do you do you sustainably source everything you do anyway so and we won't go into that today, but what I, what happened with that was just had my, my brain kind of thinking about how narrow conversations get online yeah. where we talk about something and it ends right there, right? right. Like you have your fit say, I have my say, and we don't have a chance to kind of dialogue about mm-hmm. these different things like cancel culture and, you know, religion and politics and how all these things get together. So I wanted to create a small group of maybe eight women at the most to have some of these conversations that come okay. offline, not necessarily people I know very well, not necessarily, you know, but people I've kind of come in contact with who we don't all have to have the same opinions of things, but to have a conversation. So I invited about I think 12 people. Okay. All women. All women. All right. And one person came. <laughs> so, Shut, no. Yeah, it was like, 
you know, a lot of people either had something to do or canceled at the last minute. A friend of mine like texted me right before and said she wasn't feeling very well. And like all these, all of these things kind of started happened. dropping like flies, dropping like flies. No. So it was me, the girl who host was hosting it. And then one other person. And I just was really disappointed. I'm sorry I, to hear that. I sucks. just was disappointed. And I guess people, life happens. Like most of the women were moms. And I guess, you know, you have to always like, and I know this is terrible to say, but I feel like when you invite moms someplace, you always have to think in the back of your mind, especially single moms, mm-hmm. that something might happen and they might not be able to come. Yeah. So, but I was disappointed because I was really looking forward to starting that conversation. So that was a bit of a bummer. Now, was this in like, a was it a local meeting mm-hmm. place? Yeah, we went met at this woman's house. Okay. And um, it was intimate. It was small. We had like, I bought a bunch of treats from Trader Joe's. Um, oh, I know. That makes me feel bad. Do, now, do you think there could have been maybe some other reasons why? It's be, not important to them. I think there was like a level, but maybe there was there maybe a level of hesitancy or no. fear over what was going to be I don't think about. it was that. No, I definitely don't think it was that. I just think it wasn't a priority, which is fine. Yeah, you know, yeah. it, our, it was a priority to me and the other woman who was hosting, but it wasn't everybody else's priority. Right. The good thing was the woman who did come, I had never met her in person. I just had only gone, like met her through mom groups and stuff online. And right. She was, she was amazing. She was just such a great person to talk to. Um, well, that's good. Yeah. So that was good. It was it was really good. And hopefully we'll re- reboot it in January and see if we can get some more interest. The holiday season starts to become a very busy time. It does get hard this time of year. So. Well, I'm glad that you're going to try again, though. Yeah. I'm glad we'll I was going to ask you. If, good. Yeah. We'll try again. And there are other people who were like, yeah, yeah, I'm really interested. And then, um, oh, but I have this going on or right. I have to do that or my husband can't do this with the kids. So. That was a little bit disappointing, but it is hard when you have something that you're kind of passionate about and Mm -hmm. it's not everybody else's passion. So you just have to kind of take that with a grain of salt. You do. You can't have like thin skin about it. And so, yeah, I want, I did, did meet someone who I think would be awesome. Like really cool. We have kids that are right around the same age. So we may end up in the same schools and, um, it's a great way to meet new people. mm -hmm. I like that. So we'll see. Awesome. Okay. Adulting moments. So Cassie. I feel like I have an adulting moment every hour of every day. Um, So, you know, I mentioned going home a couple of weeks ago and visiting with my mom and my sisters. And, you know, that's always a task. It's never really vacation. Um, A lot of people may think that, but what they don't understand is when I go home, I'm going to a house full of people. My sisters live together and they share the load of caring for my mom. So, you know, mama um, has dementia Mm -hmm. and she's definitely at a point now where she just can't care for herself. My sisters, God bless them. They just do the day to day. I don't know how they do it. Um, And we do have some help, which is great. But really the whole purpose of me going home for these visits is to give them a chance to just sleep in or spend time with their loved ones or just just really kind of focus on themselves a little bit yeah um so you know caring for a parent it's just it's just such a hard reality sometimes you you are never ready for it and every time I go home I love it I cherish it so much but it's so exhausting yeah 
it's emotionally exhausting it's physically exhausting it just takes such a toll on you and it's just such a reminder that oh my god this is the roles have have reversed mm-hmm. i'm now you know changing diapers and bathing mm-hmm. and feeding and putting to bed and it's um it's a beautiful thing i i it's funny my sister like asked me like what's your favorite part about like spending time with mom and I'm like you know I really love the bathing part it sounds weird but I it's such an intimate activity Mm -hmm. and um I love it I I just I just love like massaging her body and just Mm -hmm. touching her hair and just looking at her and um but it it is just it's hard Mm -hmm. it's hard so you know every time I go home it's great but then I come back and I'm just so tired mm-hmm. and it's just like, oh my gosh. This and, th- is- and that goes back to what we were saying too about having the roles reverse, right? Yeah. You're like, my sisters have to do this every day. Every day. Every day. And I don't know how they do it. And then they have to live together, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is a challenge yeah. if you know my sisters. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I mean, they both, they both have partners. They both have children. Mm-hmm. Um, they both are used to living on their own. Mm-hmm. They've lived on their own and been independent for a long time. So, you know, they've made some major sacrifices yep. um, that I'll never be able to repay. I'm always I'm, I'm always going to feel indebted to them. Um, and God bless them for doing it. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I don't know how they do it every day. My sister, my mother passed away a couple of years ago. She had cancer. And my older sister... I told you she's never gone too far from home. And she was the main one looking after my mom. Mm-hmm. And the same kind of thing. Anytime she needed anything, money or whatever it was, I never, like, tell me what it is. And I'm right there. Yes. You, you need it. You got it. Whatever. Because they also don't ask for a lot either. Nope. They don't take very good care of themselves. Nope. You know, and one thing that, you know, you guys will have to think about when your mom does eventually pass is there's a mentality that you cannot get out of mm-hmm. of putting yourself so far down to make sure that that the loved one is taken care of like that, yes. that that mentality just becomes a part of you know no it's funny it's you say that because i talked about that with my oldest sister because i i fear that she's going to struggle the most mm-hmm. um i think she's just so connected she's not going to know she's not yeah. going to know what to do with herself once once that day comes so you know, I'm, I feel lucky that I'm not an only child. Mm-hmm. I don't know how people who don't have siblings do it. Yeah. I really don't. It takes, it truly takes effort from everybody in the family. Yep. So. I'm glad uh, you got that experience well, though. But course. like, it's like. You know, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna hold on to every moment and just be positive mm-hmm. and just enjoy the time I have with her, you know? Yeah. It's like, that's all you can do. Yep. I mean, that is the definition of being an adult right absolutely gosh wiping another grown person's behind Woo, girl <laughs> so my my <laughs> it's I, definitely I not the know. highlight of my trips okay you know we talked about we were talking about wearing gloves because i told you that i wear gloves yes when i yes. changed langston <laughs> because his poop smells like real people like grown people dude it's <laughs> necessary yes. because if if a little piece of poop gets on you it like sticks there it it just smells yes 
It's impossible. It's impossible. All the lemon oil. All in the, the world. lemon juice <laughs> and vinegar and whatever oh else you want to put god. on there. <laughs> oh my god. So what about you? What was your adulting moment of the week? So a couple of weeks back, I um I hadn't been feeling very well over the summer. Some personal stuff going on, but I also like physically wasn't feel, feeling well. So I had gone to um, a doctor's appointment and found out that I had um, severe iron deficiency anemia. Mm. My hemoglobin level was eight, which is normal for me is like 11.7, I think 11.7 to 15 range. And, and wow. mine was at an eight. My ferritin level, which is your iron, a measure of your iron um, stores was a one. And normal for, um, for me, I think is like 57 or no, wow. maybe it wasn't 57. It was maybe it was fifty-seven to one hundred something. That's a huge. Maybe it's difference. maybe it's lower than that. E- either way, mine was a one. I can't remember what the the range was, um, but it was it was. You were at the bottom. I was at the low. Yeah, You're very right. very yeah. low. And so I mean, it, it definitely was good for me to finally get that diagnosis because it explained I had passed out when I was in on vacation this summer. Jeez. Um, I was having trouble like when I would stand up, I would feel lightheaded. I couldn't do my workouts. I gained a bunch of weight over the summer and I just couldn't figure out what was going on with me. So it was very good to finally get the diagnosis and figure out what was going on. And this week um, or over the last five weeks, I'd gone to two iron therapy where they give you IV iron. Um, I've been, been increasing my vitamin C. Good. I've been taking these vitamin C tabs every day. And so I'm just super happy to report that this week my... Um, Hemoglobin is now a 13, 8, nice. from 8 to 13, and then my iron stores are in the 50s. I think the low, the low end is like the teens, so somewhere between the teens and 150 is the range. Okay, and how do you feel? I feel amazing. I feel Is it clearer, totally different? Totally different. I feel clearer in my head. I'm able to go for a full, full out exercise, like I've been trying to kill myself in the gym and lose this weight <laughs> that I gained. <laughs> Oh, it's so hard, but I don't it feel gets harder as you get older. It does. It does. But the good thing about it that it does actually feel like um, I'm able to, like I can get through a hard workout good. now. Before I was like not getting through my workouts, and I was worried that I was like, there's something going on with me. Well, and that's the worst, isn't it? Mm-hmm. When you just you know something's off, right? Or like, you're I can like, Why I can I normally run full out for like five minutes, and it won't be a be a right. big deal. And now I'm like puffing and walking and oh, turning geez. the thing off and all this kind of stuff but now I feel so much better I just really do now I just need to be more consistent about the workouts yeah. it's the holiday season which is horrible because I really love yeah. sweets yep and you're traveling and you're just not always eating no you get invited to a bunch of stuff where it's like yep bubbles and Christmas lights yeah. and you know <laughs> shit like that <laughs> or cookie exchanges right. and stuff. So, uh, so it's just now. Now I'm like, I feel better mentally. I feel better physically, and the I guess the adulting piece of this is like we really have to start trusting our bodies. We're yeah. getting older, and I went. To, I remember I turned forty in September, and I remember going to the doctor, and I'm like. I think my body is breaking down on me. <laughs> I was like, That's what it feels I like. I was like, I can't do this. And they're like, you're 40. Chill the hell That's out. That's what it feels like. Yeah. I was the same way when I went to the doctor. Mm-hmm. I, you know, the, he was like, well, what, what are you here for? And I said, I'm 36. I don't know. Just check me <laughs> everything. for everything. Right. I don't know what I'm supposed to be like aware of at this stage. Just mm-hmm. do it all. Right. You know, it's. So it's going to the doctor's important, you know, it's, and it's like it's no one's really making important. your appointments for you. Nope. Yeah. Nobody's on top of you yourself. for it. No. Nope. That's the truth. 
I even went to the doctor and they're like, go get your iron and go get this and go get that. And I was like, okay. And it still took me like two weeks to take my ass to get my <laughs> blood. You way. know, like they told you to go do this. You're already not feeling good. Get your ass in there. And thankfully, five weeks later, I feel so much better. Uh, I'm glad that you're thriving again. Yay. That's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The mental part is really important too, mm-hmm. right? Because I'm just, and, and my doctor was like, chill the hell out. You're 40. You're not 80, you right. know? 40's young. It is. It's young. So I'm, I'm holding on. And that was it. And for you're me. looking fabulous doing it. Yay. Thank you. <laughs> All right. So we're going to um, have a little conversation. So it seems like we take a lot of our topics to talk about from Facebook. Last time it yeah. was. There's <laughs> so our, many juicy topics. There are. And then, like, I feel like people don't dig into them in, in the right ways or in the ways that um, probably we can. So, we want to play a little clip from an, a post that Alicia Keys put on IG this week. Yeah, Genesis. He's in the chair and he's like, I want rainbow. So, he tells the lady that he wants rainbow colors on his, on his nails. And she brings all the, these colors and she paints each nail a different color. And after he painted his nails, he looked at me and said, Mommy, I don't want this on my nails. And I was like, why? You were so sure, you're good. And he was like, people are not gonna like it. Do you believe this? Four years old, he's four, and he already understands the concept that someone's gonna judge him because he chose rainbow color on his nails. And I told him, why? Nobody's gonna judge you, they're gonna like it. It's so cool, like look how creative you are, look how amazing you had this idea, stick with it. You chose it, you liked it, you do it. Who cares what anybody else says? And so I said, plus, you know, a lot of guys paint their nails. This is not like some strange thing that you only do. He was like, really? I was like, yeah, so many, so many. And that made him feel better. But it just got me to thinking how completely judged we are all the time. The way I see it is that there is masculine and there's feminine energies inside of us all, you know, and that's period just how it is and it gets concerning to me that we can't just explore these different sides of ourselves you know these different energies that are within us and even for me myself you know I oftentimes express the masculine energy that's inside of me and it's very natural to me that's how I feel and all the time if that happens there's the judgments and there's the stereotypes and all these judgments and all these rules and stereotypes and and vibes and it's it's really frustrating to me i'm actually really really frustrated about it and i i ask myself why is that like why can't we just express the different energies that are inside us you know this is a very normal ancient powerful spiritual understanding that we all have masculine and feminine energies and we should be able to explore and express them however we want to what do you think so what do you think oh man uh so i had seen this floating around on on uh, facebook too and i actually didn't look at the clip at the full audio until recently um and it made me, oh, God, it made me sad. It made me sad that this child hesitated, that he comprehended in his mind that if he did something to his body, that he was going to be judged and potentially in a negative way. Um, to know that somebody at that age 
understands that, Mm -hmm. it's sad. I feel like we're, we are very quick to put labels on people. um, And that causes a lot of people to withdraw or to really hold back on who they really are, who they really want to be. So I I was really digging what she said, especially about the masculine and feminine energies. energies. Mm -hmm. That stuck out. You know, I, I think it's it's interesting uh, about what's interesting about it too to me is that you know, at at age four, mm-hmm. four, yeah, You're four, he's four, and he connected with that. But I mean, something in his head was like, oh, this is fun, and then he's like, wait, I can't do this. Someone's gonna say something about me, and it's not gonna be okay. Yeah, and I don't know if you went into the comments. And so I didn't because okay. I had I was like, you're mm, like, I already know this is going to go. I already know some bad. people are going to come out with some ignorant mess. Um, did you look at the comments? I did, of course, which is, you know, because I'm a masochist. But <laughs> <laughs> there were I mean, there was stuff like, you know, isn't Swiss her husband? Isn't he a Muslim? You know, Muslims don't uh, believe in that kind of thing. I'm sure oh, that he Lord. had a problem with it. And um you know, he's a man. He shouldn't be going to the nail salon with his mama anyway. I'm like, what? now you have a young boy. I do. You are raising a, a young man. I do. So. And, you know, honestly and truly, I can't tell you what I would have done in the situation. Um, I think that if he sat there and said, mom, I want to get these rainbow nails or whatever. We're at the nail salon. I probably would have let him. Right. Do you think there would have been a mo- like a second of like a pause yes like- absolutely okay. now i'll tell you so recently maybe a few months back langston was being a really good boy and i took him to target and um we had been running errands all day and we went to a toy island target i told him you can get one toy mm-hmm. and it'd be less than ten dollars okay those are my stipulations of course he doesn't know what ten dollars is right but i had to tell him i was like nope that's not ten dollars so he picked out a couple things. The first thing he picked out was a toy he already has. So okay. I was like, no, we're not going to get the same we're thing over and over again. Here. He was like, well, mommy, can I have a Barbie? And I'm like, um, mm, mm, yeah, you're like Barbie. <laughs> so I was like, which Barbie do you want? So he picks up like some Cinderella looking Barbie. I was like, if we're getting a Barbie, we're definitely not getting a white Barbie. I knew, I knew it. I, you know, I was going to ask, you know, was we're not it a getting black a white, Barbie? Come on. If you're going to get your first Barbie, you think I'm going to let him get a white Barbie for his first Barbie? That is, that is off the table. It's not part of what we're doing over here. Okay. So we settled on Princess Jasmine. I think it was right when the new Aladdin movie was okay. coming out. So earlier this summer or whatever. So we settled on Princess Jasmine and... I was like, you really want this? You, you sure? He's like, yeah, mommy, I want the Barbie. He's on to something else. Puts the Barbie in the in the cart. And I think I walked around Target for probably 30 extra minutes and maybe 100 extra dollars <laughs> more than I wanted to get out of there because I was uncomfortable with buying him a Barbie doll. And he really? was, I, I really was. And I ultimately bought it and he did like he does with every other toy. He brought it home, right. played with it. Loved it up for two days, and now it's sitting on his table with the rest of his Jasmine toys. Jasmine is in the toy chest. She's she's on the table. She's out, <laughs> but she's lost a He's shoe. Such a gentleman. And it's so funny too because the first thing, one of the first things he did when he got her home, he wanted to take off for all of her clothes, and then we put the clothes back on. He hasn't taken them off since. So it's, let me ask you, what was you? You hesitated, and then you spent some time on the fence. What was it that made you decide, like? you know what? We're going to get Jasmine. Because it's a toy. Yeah. I was, at the end of the day, 
It's a toy. And I can't be sitting out here saying, we need to stop these whole gender associations with all these things if I'm also doing that at home. True story. It's it's easy to say though, right? It's yeah. easy to get up on a soapbox and say, there are no you know girl toys and boy toys. It's very easy to say that. Absolutely. But when you get put in the situation where you have to choose you have to inform your child it's a lot harder it's yeah. a lot harder to break the types of things that like we went through when we were kids and i actually didn't play with a whole lot of barbies when i was little i didn't think no that, mm -mm. my sister did i did I, I wasn't a big barbie like but i also played with my brother's gi joe's mm -hmm. and i played with hot wheels mm -hmm. you know you and just play with there were toys i played with toys whatever yeah. like moved me in that moment is what i played with mm -hmm. and i don't ever remember my mom restricting me to certain things you mm -hmm. know if yeah. I wanted to go play in the dirt she let me play in the dirt if yeah. I wanted to run with the boys in a race she let me all run in the fine. boys it was all fine yeah it was all dandy I mean I was literally like if you remember my well you don't remember me from when I was little of course but <laughs> my uh, my friends from when I was little I used to always be the one who like I always tore my stockings I literally mm -hmm. my yep. my nickname was mud <laughs> when I was little <laughs> If you ask my sister and my mom, they used to call me mud. I would come inside, we'd make these mud pies. I'd be coming inside, face be all dirty, full of mud. Yeah. So that mud was my nickname for a long time when I was a little girl. And, you know, I, I feel like it's different for boys, right? I feel like people don't have yeah. such a big deal with girls playing with all types of toys. But when it comes to, like another thing, Langston wanted a tea set. He wanted me to buy him oh. a tea set. We were in the library in Barnes and Noble. And Barnes and Noble is now the devil because they have a bunch of fucking toys they in there. Do. In addition they do. to the they books. Have like a whole section. Yes. yes. Yeah. I'm like, why are you interspersing these devilish You're a toys? Stick There's a bookstore. To That's what you do best. I'm trying to get this little boy <laughs> some books and you got all these goddamn toys in here. Yep. Anyway, so he saw it was probably around that same time there was a, t a tea set. Uh, and actually it was it wasn't bad because it was an Aladdin tea set. Like I if it had like, you know, little princesses and roses and all that kind of other stuff and it was porcelain i probably you know i was wouldn't even consider it for him right but i even had it took a video of him he's like mommy i really want this tea set i need a tea set Aww. he kept saying it over and over again and you know i i didn't get it because we came in there to get get books get books we didn't yeah. come in there to get toys but i wrote wrote it down i was like you know what maybe he'll want this tea set later and i was started looking online trying to find tea sets that were a little more gender neutral like, yeah. you know, it's just hot. But that, that one, it was like kind of gold and it had Aladdin stuff on it. So it looked more like a like a Indian, like East right. Indian type of, of tea set. So I'm like, that would be fine. But even that. Right. So if, if certain men came into my home and was like, what the heck? He's got this tea set over here for like, mm -hmm. that's not a little boy. What is this boy doing with his tea set? It's just hard to break those things down. Yeah. And I, I don't claim to be like this perfect person was like all of these things are equal there's a fight we have to break yeah. some of these things that were put into us i'm like you know what you want a doll baby get a doll baby you know yeah. when it comes down to painting your nails it's going to be a hard to, i'm not hard i mean it's hard to break through it but like if he wants to do it he'll do it you now know? how do you and think his dad would feel about it surprisingly ian is very supportive when it comes to that kind he of is. stuff he doesn't make a whole big Kudos deal about to it him. langston okay. made a comment about his um doll baby i think to him and Ian's like, oh, you have a you have a Barbie. He said something like Barbie. He he doesn't flinch. Now I don't know how he feels in his heart. I love that about it, you know. But he doesn't make a big deal about it to Langston, right? Which is important, 
you know? I love that. So I just, I feel, I agree with this whole masculine and feminine energies thing. I, I do too. Yeah, it's interesting because you remember a, a couple weeks back on the All Tea No Shade thread, they were talking about this, mm-hmm. right? It's another podcast a friend of ours runs. And they were talking about how women have the right to explore all of these different types right. of energies, but men get boxed into a certain area and aren't able to explore. And then we have these questions about why people are the way that they are. Why right. are men so aggressive? Why are men so toxic? Why are men so, you know, homophobic? Mm-hmm. But they don't have this the same bandwidth to expand into these different feminine energies right. that women do. Right. So I, I feel like it's That's very true. interesting. And it, it's hard, you know, to kind of break some of our, how we were built. But hopefully our kids will be a little bit better. Did you date a guy who had his nails painted? I think I probably have dated men who like maybe gone dark with their nails, like all black. Yeah. I've never dated a man that painted his nails. Um, but ex. I did date a man who explored his sexual his sexuality. Mm, plus, tell me more. <laughs> tell me more. And um, when I found out, I it didn't last long. I'm, I'm not going to lie. Just because I... It just took me by surprise, one. Like, I just wasn't expecting it. And let's back up again. <laughs> Put on my fake well, faux so fair. I, this was during my, <laughs> during my online dating days. And I met this guy. And, oh God, he was, he was gorgeous and kind and a gentleman and smart and everything. And we were having a great time. And, um... I don't even know how the conversation came about, but he ends up telling me about how he's had these experiences with some of his male friends. Mm. And is he white man? He was half half white. Okay, <laughs> that doesn't matter. I I'm just I, I'm just asking he, the question. Yes, he was half white. Okay, so you know, I I delved a little deeper because, of course, I'm like, okay, what does this mean? Does this is this like okay, we were drunk and maybe we kissed or are we talking like full on penetration happening? Mm. And so it turned out it was oral sex. Okay. And with, with, more, with more than one with friend. More, yes. Okay. And the man I was dating, he was the one who performed oh. the act. And he did it more than once. So he likes giving oral yeah. sex. Yeah. So I said, oh, great, we have something in common. <laughs> yeah. But... <laughs> Right. So, uh, you know, I, you know, I didn't want to like outright be like, oh my gosh, does, are you gay? You mm-hmm. know, but I was like, oh, okay. So I was like, so I just, I was like in a roundabout way, like, are you also interested in men? Does this mean that you're like, are you bisexual? And he was so adamant that he wasn't. Oh, what do you call sucking dick? Right. More than once. And liking, I mean, and you enjoying like it. It's bisexual, like you, bro. like you finish. Yeah. <laughs> you, or you let them finish. Yeah. You know? Um, and he was so, and he got a little like defensive. So I backed off. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess you can call it whatever you want to call it. Right. And, right. And I didn't, and then I, I, I questioned myself like, oh my gosh, am I like putting labels on him? Like maybe he's feeling like, oh, you know, um, which it's funny because you asked his ethnicity with him being half black my thought was, okay, maybe this, you know, it's such a sensitive topic, I feel right. like, with well, see, African-American I, men. The, the, that's, why I, that's why I asked, because 
the sharing of it right with just a dating relationship is not something i think most black men would yeah. do so i think sh- even sharing that like until you get to a deeper level yes and we were not at a deep level right so we that's had where only that's been why dating I thought it was a like a couple guy. of months i think he maybe just felt a sense of comfort with mm-hmm. me and, and um, felt like he could share it openly, which I appreciate and I was grateful for, but it didn't, the relationship didn't end because of that. It just, for other reasons, it just kind of fizzled out. It was just one of those like short lived romances. Yeah. But um, I remember thinking afterwards, like, could I ever date another man that has in this situation? Could mm-hmm. I ever date another man again that has like experimented with other men? I, and I don't know. I don't know. It's it's just which is weird because I like to consider myself a very open person, but I don't I don't know. I don't know what it is. Hmm. It's one of those things that like I hate to admit. Yeah. Like I feel ashamed saying it, you know. Right. So I don't share it, but I'm sharing it now. (laughs) And all 15 of our listeners are going to hear you. (laughs) Be kind. Be kind. Yeah. I don't know either. I I haven't had that. I have definitely. Um. This is probably not my proudest moments in either one of these particular relationships, (laughs) but I've actually asked past partners or boyfriends if, if, um, they were gay. Uh, Yeah. Um, How'd that go? Yeah. They're not very good. It never goes well. (laughs) It did not go very well. Um, this is, I'm evolved. There's been some evolving. I've done it too. Since then. It it never never goes goes well. well. Yeah. It's just all bad. (laughs) Anyway. Um, but yeah, I've never had that experience. But you dated so. a man that painted his nails. I did, but he was very, he was like Hootie and the Blowfish, went to school in Oregon. Who I love, by the way. Like, he was he was just a different type of soul. Yeah. You know, like he had friends from all over the world, every color of the rainbow, didn't ever meet a stranger. Mm-hmm. Um, and he just would try just about anything. Yeah under the sun and I'll just kind of leave it at that um so he just was a different kind of a soul and I actually am attracted to men like that that are kind of open to a lot of different weird shit that most people were digging that yeah I was I loved it I loved it a lot and so I mean I don't know like if I guess a man who is presents as feminine is not something that I'm interested in Yes. Right? I don't want a man who presents as feminine. I'm attracted to masculine energy. Yeah. I think that I'm attracted to feminine en- energy in a different way. But as far as a romantic partner, like I'm attracted to masculine energy. Yeah, I am too. So. And maybe just like in tune with the fem. Like, I don't know. Like, it don't- depends. It really <laughs> depends for me. I think there's some sexual elements of femininity mm-hmm. that are more attractive to me and more soft, more sensual than what I would get with a man. Yes. But I don't know. I just think that there are just different aspects of it. So I don't know if how I would feel about it. Because I remember, I don't know if you watch Insecure. Mm-mm. But there's a TV show on HBO, Insecure, with Issa Rae. Um, and there's a part in there where Molly, who's one of the characters, dates this guy. And, and she really likes him. Yeah. He talks about how he had some male experiences at one point, And that was it for her. Hardcore deal breaker. This is it for me. I don't want that anymore. And it just was interesting that, and then of course the people talking about it, right? So this is a blackity black show. Yes. Right. (laughs) So the black community starts having these conversations about whether or not that works. Like how can you say that a man can have these sexual experiences and 
they're saying that they're not gay. They just tried things a couple times mm-hmm. and that wasn't what they wanted. But you're saying because he had one experience, he's gay, gay. Even this yeah. whole tank thing, which I don't even want to get into. Oh, but Lord. like yeah. that whole situation with him and him saying, you know, once or twice is okay. We're not yeah. really gay there. That's like the threshold. Yeah. You know, any more than that. You suck a dick three times. You're full gay. <laughs> you know, there's a quota. <laughs> right. Depends yeah, on how I- many dicks you can suck. And before you just <laughs> determine if you're gay or not, like. I don't know. And it's going to be very interesting because young people, I don't know if you, if you've talked to like your nieces and nephews and like young people mm-hmm. have a very different definition of sexuality yes, than we do. They Their do. shit is way fluid. It's very fluid. Mm-hmm. And I, I do talk to my older nieces and nephews that are all in their young twenties. And yeah, I mean, it's just like wide open. Mm-hmm. Um, and not big on labels, not big on putting anybody in a box and just kind of living freely, very, very fluid, um, which is, that's different, mm-hmm. you know? It's just going to be very interesting. It's going to be very interesting to see how that pans out. Because mm-hmm. I don't know, I, I like to consider myself pretty, pretty fluid, but I think I also like a little bit of boundaries yeah. too and structure somewhere in there Mm -hmm. you know um so it's interesting but i think it's great that she encouraged genesis alicia keys encouraged genesis to really just explore that side of him he's he's four Mm -hmm. i mean people don't you know i'm not that person that thinks a child knows their sexuality right from birth i don't think you're born one way or the other i think that just kind of comes as you grow up and you find out what you like through experimentation and and just kind of what you're attracted to. So, yeah. you know, he'll find his way. I hope so. Whichever way it is. All right. So I had one more thing I wanted to um, to talk about. And then this is another little, it's a little situation I wanted to tell you about that happened to me over Halloween and see how you feel about it. So Hello. I was out <laughs> with some friends uh, during, on Hall- like the weekend before Halloween. We had gone to this, um, it, and I know a couple of these ladies from um, a mom group that I'm in. Okay. And super Here in cool. Tampa. Here in Tampa. Okay. Super cool. Their husbands are cool. Everything. Like, it was cool. It was a lot of people I did not know or had never met before. Okay. But we're all hanging out, and we go to this one place, and we leave there, and because the music wasn't really that great, and they wanted to come somewhere else and dance, so we go over there, and we're dancing, and everybody's having a good time, and I'm the only one who is alone. I didn't have anyone with me. Okay. They all had either their husbands or partners or whatever. I was just kind of there by myself, hanging out with them, which is fine. Were you the only black person in the group? I was the only black person in the group. There was another girl who I think might have been black, um, she's very, she was very light skinned, so I couldn't really tell. She Girl, you're light skinned. I know, but I'm black. Look at my hair. Come on. I'm, I got an afro. I'm black. So, um, she looks, she looked like she probably could either be black or Latina. Okay. Okay. So okay. then there, there were gotcha. a couple of Latinas in the group as well, but I'm the only black person and the only person there alone. So we're all hanging out and we go to, from one place that's playing this weird, like eighties music, like dun, dun, dun. Dun, 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 dun. Like, you know, like, okay, you know, it's yes, just like some it. stuff. Anyway, we leave there. We go to another place. Everybody's having a good time. I was chilling and Lizzo came on. So I started <laughs> started singing the song. I know like all the lyrics. So I'm just like singing the lyrics. And one of the other ladies beside me, she was kind of singing. We were all just chilling. So another song comes on. It's a rap song. This lady's husband comes over to me 
as I'm like singing this song and like holds up this fake microphone to my mouth. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, I'm not performing. So I'm like, I'm good. <laughs> so I'm like, you know, it's just kind of like, oh, it's okay. I'm good. So he kind of walks off. He's like laughing. Everybody's twisted. It's probably close to two o'clock in the morning. Are you twisted too? Or are you pretty sober? I, I was soberer than them. Okay. Okay. And I'm also in a chill place. Like I was there by myself. So I was kind of like just vibing off of everybody else's energy. I wasn't like in this lovey-dovey space. Right. I was just having a good time. Yeah. And like, I'm okay being here in this little box by myself watching y'all. Like, that's cool. So then another song comes on and then another one. And it's a rap song. Dad, come, guy comes over to me again, puts the mic to my mouth again. Shut up. This is now the second time he does that. And I was like, no, I'm good. Really? So I kind of excuse myself. I'm like going over to another area of the area that our friends were all in. And he does it a third time. He is not doing this to anyone else. I was else. just going to ask, as he put the air mic up to anybody not, else? Not one other person. And there just were, you just and me. only when a rap song comes on. Only when a rap song is on. Oh, yikes. Okay. Awkward. So then the final for the grand finale, <laughs> he comes over to me when some other song is on. And he's like, come on, come on, Ebony. I know you want to dance with a name like Ebony. I know you like to dance. Shut up. No, he did not. He absolutely did. <laughs> I'm sorry. So I'm like, no, I'm good. <laughs> it, it's, it's almost, it's I'm so like, picturing your reaction because you, I can totally all see my you face. being like, really? No, really? So this is the situation, With white people. If any like white people Ebony. are listening to this podcast right mm. now, this is what the fuck we talk about when we say microaggressions. Yeah. The moment I, so and this is the position that I'm in. I know her, I know him. He's super cool otherwise, right? Yeah. He also was very drunk. I've never, this is my first time ever hanging out with him. Yeah. Um, and we have gone to like happy hours and stuff like that with the other women before. So I'm in this position where I need to figure out what I'm going to do. Do I just stop fucking with, with them as a group? Right. Because they, because he's got this thing going on with him where he doesn't even realize, or maybe he does, but it makes, it's a, it offends, yeah, it offends it's me. Offensive. Yeah. Um, or do I say something to him the next time I see him? Or if he tries it again, do I say something or do I say something to her? Like it's, or, you know, like, do I just, the, take the passive aggressive route and just let, let it go. go. But it's like one of those things where it's like, hey, you know, he didn't. And, and you, as another black woman, mm -hmm. you know, we're sitting here having this conversation. You, you were like uh, 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 cringing the whole time yeah. I'm telling the story. But when you bring it up to white folks, like, oh, he was just kidding. That was just right. You know, wasn't it? He didn't mean anything by it's that. Passed off with like a nonchalant right. attitude. I'm being too yeah. sensitive. Please don't take it. The I was wrong just gonna way. say. I feel like even if you were to address it, then you would come across as like crazy, angry black woman who's just way too sensitive and hyper aware and just, you know, you're, you're just going off for no reason. People are so ignorant. I can't, I feel like people of color too, we're so much more sensitive. Mm -hmm. We are to these, to these things yep. than people of non-color. <laughs> <laughs> You yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah. I feel like we tiptoe and are much more aware of how we behave, what we say than other groups of people. Right. Um, which is so funny to me because I, 
I it's just weird. Do, it's, do it's just, better. Just do better. Please. It's, you know, it's it's just as simple as just taking a moment and just thinking about it before you open your mouth and and let it all out. Yep. It's not that hard. And honestly, if you're already playing in your, if you're unsure of whether or not to say it, you probably shouldn't say it. Mm-hmm. It's like, hard. It's hard because we are trained or we we grew up having to figure out how to fit in in different spaces. Yeah. And I feel like that's not the same for um, our white counterparts. They just walk in and this is how everything is. Privilege. And so the moment that someone says, you know what? You know, he's like, oh, well, you know, I, I just can play the whole thing out of my head. Oh, I didn't mean anything by it. Or right. then if I say something about it, then, you know, maybe his wife will be like super you know, on edge every time I'm around to make sure I'm not offended. And I don't want anybody walking on eggshells around me. You know what I mean? I want to be able to, so I want it. And that's part of what brave space is about too. Like I want you to see some of the shit that you say and some of the things that you do and listen to how other people react to it. Because it's not about what you say. It's about how what you say makes me feel. Exactly. Right. It makes me feel some type of way when you're bringing this fucking fake microphone to me when the rap songs are playing. Right. The only black girl in the group, only black person in the group, you bring the rap song microphone to me. You say something like a name like Ebony. I know you like to dance, right? Which that's got to be one of the dumbest things what I've the ever fuck? heard. So with a name like? like Jennifer, you look like you like to bake cookies. Like what the fuck is this? <laughs> so I, I just, I, oh, it's just one God. of those things where I, I haven't sorry. really figured out totally. I was going to say, do you think you're going to say something at this point? Is it I don't think I it? will. I don't think I will. I mean, I think the opportunities for me to really be in a, you know, group setting with them. I, I'm still fine. You know, the, the wife and I are, there's no issue. There's no issue with him either. You know what I mean? Right. But it's just like, you know, I have to have on my full armor of God if I go around them so that I don't pop off. Ignorant, man. You know? I just don't. So, I mean, I, and I also don't believe in, like, you know, building all of this resentment against someone and then just, like, breaking on them right. at some point. Right. But it's just one of those things where it's like, we deal with this shit all the time. All the time. And we so. have to pick and choose our battles, mm-hmm. too. This is why know, I don't tend to hang out with a lot of people who are not black, yeah. to be honest with you. Because sometimes I just don't want to deal with it. I don't want to correct. I don't mm-hmm. want to fix. I don't want to risk being offended. Yeah. You know, and I'm not saying that black folks are not rude and offensive and stuff like that, too. But it's a different way. <laughs> yeah, we it's, are. It, it, we are. <laughs> but it's a different way. I agree. Oh, I'm sorry that happened. And, and you continue to give, like, these these mommy groups a shot. Which, I do. I try. Which I appreciate and, and I applaud. Oh, one day we'll have to talk about those. Yeah, for sure. that's a whole nother story. Oh, I bet. All right. So instead of the advice section this week, we I saw this thing again on Facebook and it was an article that said advice to my 20 year old self. So I figured it'd be fun for us to provide some advice to our 20 year old selves. I got advice coming out my ears. I mean, I could go on and on, right? There's so many things. Not that I didn't enjoy my my 20s and feel like I, I lived it to the fullest but for sure things here and there so you you presented us with a task yes. of five things yep you want to start first no you want I, me to start yeah first. I want you to go first okay cool <laughs> so my first one is call your mother more often damn that's a good one I lost my mom when I was 33 yeah so I lived overseas from 22 22 I went to Japan 
So mine would be to call my mother more often. Even though when I had conversations with her and she'd be like, you never call your mother. And I'm like, mama, the phone works both ways, yeah, lady. That's true. But that's I do. I wish I would have called my mom more often. So that's what me I would too, do. Yeah, for sure. More conversations with mama. One. Do you want me to go through mine or you want to just wanna do one for one? We can go yeah. back and forth. Yeah, okay, go ahead. so my first one was to save here and there. Mm. I... I wish that I had started the kind of saving that I'm doing now in my 20s. And I definitely could have if I had really put some thought behind it. And I'm not talking about, it doesn't have to be a whole lot, right? Like, I just wish that I would have been more aware of what was in my wallet or what I was spending on those nights out on the town or just those frivolous items that I probably couldn't tell you where they are now. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, that I had taken you know, that money and just kind of put it away here and there. And I'm not just talking about for like a rainy day. I'm not talking about like emergency. Spend. I'm talking about maybe you get to a certain point and you're like, you know what? I want to take that fucking dream trip somewhere, you know, like you can save money for so many different reasons. Mm -hmm. So I would definitely tell my 20 year old self to just save, save, save. start saving. I like get it. Get in the habit of it. All right. So the next one I have is take the job at the Japanese embassy. The rest will work itself out. So I had a job opportunity when I came back from Japan. So right after college, I moved to Japan to teach English in the JET program, the Japan Exchange Teaching Program. When I got back, I applied for a coordinator position in DC um, as the JET program coordinator for all of the country. So all of wow. the people who were applying for that position or to, to go over to Japan, I would have been in the D.C. embassy, uh, the Japanese wow. embassy in D.C. working there. That's awesome. And like I said, I had just gotten back um, from the JET program, and I was, like, super excited about this job. I, like, flew up to D.C. I had this interview. I remember the friend that we talked about last week. Yeah. Um, I talked to her about it because she was working in the housing market. She was working in some housing complex or apartment yep. complex or something like that. And back then... 20 somethings were like two or three, 20, 22 or 23 year olds were like staying three or four people in a house just to be able to afford mm -hmm. the rent in DC. <laughs> and I was like, well, you know, I'm 25 years old or however old I was, like 24 years old. I feel like it's time for me to get a real job and like <laughs> have some real responsibilities. And like, I don't see myself mm -hmm. living in a house of four people. And so I turned the job down. I got, I, 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 I got the job. And you turned it down. And I turned it down because I felt like it just wasn't enough money. I think it was probably, it was less money than I was making when I was in Japan. It was probably in the mid-20s, maybe 28000 at the Which time. Which is rough and for D.C. It's hard, you know? And but not impossible when not you're impossible. like a 20-something and, you And know, you're working you're... at the Japanese embassy, speaking the language on a daily basis oh that I've just God. been over in this other country, like, and I turned it down. And I was like, well, I just don't have enough money. I can't make it in DC like this. I'm, you know, and so I turned it down. Now, is that how you ended up in Atlanta? Did you end up going? I was in Atlanta, you were in Atlanta at the time, already. right? And I had applied for this job in DC. Yeah. So then I just kind of kept doing different things and I ended up back in Japan. But if I would have done it again, I would tell my younger self to take that You're job. Taking that job. Mm hmm. That's hard. I think that happens though a lot in our 20s, you know, especially like when we're done with like our higher education and we just money becomes such a top priority. We want to be making a certain amount of money, but yeah. to your point, I think sometimes that causes us to 
pass on experiences, Mm -hmm. which are more valuable than money. Right. I mean, and in this kind of thing, like, you know, and I didn't really have, my parents are not like learned people, right? They didn't go to like second, they didn't go to college. They didn't do, you know, they did just weren't very like, you know, they couldn't get, guide me the same way that I can guide Langston. They, my dad never left the United States as far as I know, you yeah. know, and I think the first time my mom ever did, she went on a cruise after she had already been terminal. I mean, I think she went yeah. to Jamaica too, but like she never really traveled the world and things like that. So it was just, you know, it's just, I didn't have the same type of advice. I definitely though, if I had to do it again, I would definitely would take that job. that job. Yeah. What's your next one? My next one is... The overlooked guy is the best catch. Mm. When it comes to love, don't settle, but reconsider your standards. So I think about <laughs> the guys I always opted for in my in my 20s. It was always the tall guy, the muscular guy, the good-looking guy, and majority of them weren't shit. and i i know for a fact that i that i probably passed on some great catches out there not to say i'm not happy in my current situation but um you know if i could if i could go back i i would have paid more attention to the qualities that matter Mm. that truly truly matter um that's good i'm still superficial so (laughs) <laughs> well i feel like we're all a little superficial but yeah i mean definitely some of us my, more than others and i know that I, I am i'm just i'm terrible with it yeah i mean i know it's really bad but i have always had very traditionally attractive partners yeah i always have because i'm i'm very superficial vain because you're very attractive and you just want no just want but there's match. a lot of pretty girls who don't care about <laughs> what their partner looks like you know That's i true. actually have some friends who are like he is an amazing guy and i'm like i wish i could get to that level yeah of, you know but i am yeah. kind of vain i'm just working I on myself like, about it i mean i definitely used to be very superficial and then my parties did change they did mm-hmm. um other things just they touched me more, mm-hmm. I guess. My sister and, says and that just, all the time yeah, about my it just it just hit me differently, um, and I came to find that that long term companionship, you know, I was looking for for those qualities, the qualities that would kind of give me that. So, cool. All right, what's your third? This one's a quick one. Write every day. So forever, I've always said I want to write a book or I wanted to. There's a lot of writing projects that I kind of have in my heart and a couple of friends of mine who are very good writers have always said to me like you need to write every day write every day and it becomes a habit and then it becomes you know it's just like muscle matter it's just something that you do every day yeah and I never got into the habit of writing every day I've bought journals I bought writing prompts I started this really fun activity with a friend of mine Bobby where we would pick a different we would pick a word we had this writing exercise online. We would pick a word from this, you know, like word generator thing they had online. Okay. And one day I would write it nonfiction and one day he would write fiction. So I'm, I write a lot of nonfiction. Based around that word. Right. Based around that word. Oh, I like that. And so we, I think we only got up to maybe nine days. We didn't get very far. We did I think it every day. We did. Well, we did it for nine days. We were supposed to do it for a month <laughs> and we would pick and he would write in my, my, my stronger suit was writing nonfiction writing about my life or things that gone on his was fiction was fiction so that's why we we did back and forth we would do one day we would do 
we would do the same word, but from two different perspectives. What a great exercise. I Isn't like that. that. Cool? So we I did that. Like we that. only got up to nine days. And the story that I was writing was actually quite good. Actually, it was it? It was. Now, it, did it have to be a certain length? Or no, just whatever you wanted, whatever came out of you that particular day. Interesting. But I have a, a problem finishing. I have a problem finishing. That's the thing. I get stuck on trying to finish something and then yeah. and then it just kind of dies out. But it was a dope exercise. I'll have to show it to you. One I day. like that. Yeah, it was. Cool. We may need to do that. Yeah, I would. I would like to try it. OK, so that was mine right every day. So my third was life plans don't exist. Mm. <laughs> just do it. Um fall in love, study abroad, take that trip. Um, don't limit yourself by trying to stick to this intricate plan that you have in your mind because I, it, it never pans out <laughs> the way you think it is. Let it Life go. is so unexpected. You've just got to let it go and just enjoy the ride. I like it. What was your fourth? My number four. This is, a, I mean, we have to save that one for last. Number four is eat less meat. So <laughs> when I, I stopped eating meat on a regular basis, like as a regular part of my diet in 2015, two months before I got pregnant with Langston. So beware. See, we sat, we were watching this documentary called Forks Over Knives. And when it was over, we both looked at each other and like, maybe we should just try vegetarianism. And it was cool. And he's like, I might need to have a steak every couple months or so. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, that's fine. So, and we just went plant-based at home. And then we, at, we, I think we didn't get rid of fish. I think we had fish and stuff, but, um, so we were pescatarians. Mm -hmm. And even now, like I, I'll eat if I go out somewhere, but I think that if I would have in my twenties, like cut more of the meat from my diet, it would have been easier you know, in my thirties to, like to let it go it, yeah. and like to just go, you know, so even now I don't eat a lot, you know, at home, you don't know I'm plant-based. I have some, some salmon in there now, but I just, cause I had a taste for it. But for the most part, I don't buy meat. I just eat mostly plant-based. I feel like you listen to your body. You listen to your body now, which you're really mm -hmm. good at. I feel like if your body's telling you like, you know what, I'm craving, I'm craving meat, mm -hmm. which it like does. I want a chicken wing. Right. You know what I mean? Or I want a hamburger or whatever. Yeah. Then you do it, yeah. you know, give yourself permission um, yeah. to, to have it. But I admire that. It's cool. But I, I do, I wish I was able to like not eat meat totally all at all. Yeah. I notice a difference too. Yeah. If I can go like a couple days, even just a couple days without meat, mm -hmm. I notice a difference. I sleep better. Mm -hmm. I just feel lighter. Yep. Everything's just working a little bit more smoother. <laughs> Everything comes out. Everything. Everything the, is just wash. nice. Drop the kids off. <laughs> All right. What's your next one? So my fourth is be good to your skin. Mm, I have that on my list. I remember coming in at 4 a.m. from a night of clubbing, sweating up <laughs> all kinds of places and then eating fast food and then just crashing on my bed and not cleansing, not toning, not moisturizing. I wish that I would have developed better habits in my 20s, especially considering I had severe acne. Mm -hmm. I just had terrible, terrible acne, and I just didn't have good good routines, good skincare routines. I didn't believe in spending a lot of money on good products, and I didn't keep up regular habits. Mm -hmm. um, so I would definitely tell my 20-something-year-old self, you know, wear sunscreen mm. every day, yep. cleanse every day, 
eye cream. Start slathering that shit on now because you wake up one day and those wrinkles are there. So I, you know, I, I would be better. I would definitely be better to my skin. Cool. I, I wrote a couple extra ones on just in case we doubled up. So s- since you mentioned the skin one, my last one is write down all the crazy freaky sex stories that you have. You'll need them for inspiration. <laughs> so you will need them for inspiration in your 40s. Ah, that's a good one. So I had a lot of good sex in my 20s. Yeah, really, really good sex. Some <laughs> amazing places and good partners. And my 40s have proven to be less interesting. <laughs> <laughs> so far. So far, you're, anyway. You're just hitting some, you know, cold moments here and there. Yes. That's all. So, yeah, it's not the most uh, active, but... Um, but yeah, yeah but I, I do, like, I think about some of the crazy shit that I did when I was in my twenties and, um, responsibly for the most part, yes. <laughs> but yeah, so yes. yeah, write down those stories about the fun, crazy sex you had. Cause I'll need them for inspiration later. I love it. That was a great That was one. my last one. So my last one is invest in nice things. Hmm. Um, you know, when you're in your 20s, it's all about cheap living and what you can afford, of course. So you've got that crepe bookshelf and that Ikea table and all that good stuff. But I I wish that I would have um, thought to get that beautiful piece of art that I saw, you know, that I, that would still be hanging in my living room now or, you know, that really nice chair or whatever. I wish I would have invested a little bit more in those things that um, would continue with me um, as I get older that I could cherish and love and and keep around in my space cool not any art (laughs) (laughs) I look around here I'm like (laughs) you do you have you have some great homemade art I'm looking at your right art oh I love that yeah I made that (laughs) I like making things with my hands all righty all right close us out wait was that your fifth that was five that was five I closed us out okay you close us out that was your fifth one all right. Well, we want to thank you for listening. If you're still here with us, we now have an IG. Woo! You can find us online now. Yes. So we are on Instagram at Pretty Good Girls Pod. P O D. Pretty Good Girls Pod. And our email is the same, prettygoodgirlspod at gmail.com. If you want to write us or tell us what you think about the show, Yes, hit us up. We always want to hear feedback. We'd love to hear your thoughts on on uh, some dialogue that you want us to have, um, some how-to tips, all kinds of things. We want to hear it. Yeah, and we want to do some field trips too, some like outings and stuff like that. So yes. if you know of some events in the Tampa Bay area that you want to uh, let us know about, please just let us know. And you can also, as I mentioned last week, now that we have an Instagram, you can slide in those DMs. <laughs> I love the way she says Pretty it. Pretty girls. You're going to say Pretty it good all girls. the time. I am. I I'm going to say it repeatedly. Pretty good girls pod and pretty girls, pretty good girls pod at gmail.com. So this week we want to thank this week and last week. We want to thank our producer. The producer Woo-hoo! of <laughs> pretty good girls pod is Mr. J Noetic, who is also on all no shade. You can find him on Instagram at at J underscore N-O-E-T-I-C. Thank you so much, Jay. Thank you for listening. We love you, Jay. <laughs> Thank you all for listening. We'll talk to you soon. Bye, guys.